0: Probably Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, joined by Brooks Whelan. That's me. I'm Brooks Whelan. And we have a very special guest with us. Shane Moss. Comedian Shane Moss. Hello. Who's been on lots of TV, so... Yeah, a very, medium
1: amount funny. of tea.
0: <laughs> a lot more than I have. <laughs> a solid amount of tea. Significant amount more than I have. Uh and Shane actually uh like Baron Vaughn actually came to us with some science topics in mind, which we love. So that's uh it's a I delight like to have you, to have you here at the at Bluebell Ranch, as we call it. Um so yeah, Labor Day weekend is here. How have you got how have, how's it been for a I went so to far? FYF yesterday. Fuck FS. Good times.
2: i I got Singles, all right, with me now. There's a lot <laughs> of hot babes it. there. I was into it, it was great. Nice. It was just, did you, did was, you call them hot babes? The oh, airport. I peeped so many babes. Nice. I did the whole pull your sunglasses down and, <laughs> and make eyes at them. It works, it's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do it as a joke, and then girls are like, That's funny. And then you're like, I know what's up. And you've, then, you've read the game, haven't you? No, I, well, mm. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I was just FYF, drinking and uh, making faces and making Mike Burns laugh. That's
0: that's that's not that hard to do, but that's still uh, awesome. Yep. Mike Burns, friend of the show, past guest. What have you been doing this weekend, Shane? Shane.
2: Uh,
1: my girlfriend's out of town, so I had a- uh...
0: Ooh, come to FYF with me. I'll get you some sunglasses. <laughs>
1: nice. Those are some pretty sweet shades. I like them.
2: No, I'm saying then you can bring them down and do the I think.
1: Hey, hey, ladies. Hey, bibs. Yeah. Um, I uh let's see what I do yesterday. Oh, I I grilled. I had a a friend over and then I grilled uh ribs, I grilled mm-hmm. pork ribs. That sounds. Uh, that sounds uh, neighborhoody. Yeah. T- took an hour and a half. It was and they were delicious. They're the best thing I've ever grilled in my life. And then I went over across the street and hung out on the beach and uh and boogie boarded. I just started oh, nice. uh I just started boogie boarding.
2: I love boogie boarding. I have two it's... in my trunk right now. At all times I keep them cuz you don't know when you're going to be at the beach. You want a boogie if you're at the beach.
1: I tried the first time like um three months ago and the waves now that I know how to do it, it yeah. was just like they were unsurfable, like enormous uh waves and it was like even hard to like get out in the ocean, like it was mm-hmm. so uh turbulent or whatever and, and um and then I just went in and and then I just faced my head towards the shore. And just like, I was like, oh, just wait for a wave to pick oh me up. God, <laughs> and then it you. just slammed my face yeah. into rocks. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's, that's, I thought it was like a children's thing. Right? It you seems know? like it's, it's
0: safer, but it's probably more dangerous. That and body, bo- body body surfing are probably more dangerous than surfing because you're going headfirst into whatever you're doing. And it's really shallow. Yeah.
2: you. you just, Boogie in the shallows, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to, when I moved to Huntington Beach, I got a surfboard and uh I would go out and try to surf and then I was like, I could go get my boogie board and have fun. i uh, it's just <laughs> not a good surfer and I would just be struggling and then I would yeah. go get my boogie board and then instantly I like, hey, have fun. You know what I'm just gonna be a boogie
0: board guy. So, yeah. Well you could just stay on your stomach on the surfboard and have the same kind of thing and then you're I also was,
2: learning a bit as you
0: go. Yeah, but I had this huge nine foot surfboard is so heavy, I thought I was always gonna crack my face like you. Yeah like i did that was on the tiny board actually that was the the 6-2 that took out my that broke my um, nose last summer well that sounds
1: like it the, broke your nose
0: yeah it cut me i almost lost my eye it cut me all around oh, no had
1: stitches around my eye i was gonna eye. buy a surfboard until you said that
0: no you still should it's awesome i was out this weekend is the biggest wave you almost lost year. your eyeball though uh it, it's fine everything's good um but this is like the the biggest swell of the season is hitting right now so i've been out at 6 a.m yesterday and today it's been amazing, like double yeah, overhead so waves. So early, but it was. And actually, I saw the best boogie bod, whatever you call it, bodyboard I've ever seen today. Who was on like this twelve foot wave out at Leo Korea, which is like a really you know he's competing for that for that break with like big time surfers, and he has the balls to be out there in the boogie board. But he was he was tearing it up. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do cool tricks. I can do the three sixty. You got to do a three sixty. What I'll teach you how to do that. Oh my! You can goodness. do that. You can't do that. I can do that. It's like straight out of a, a, a juicy fruit commercial. I but, think the yeah. waves that I, I go to are like every too day for short like a year. or
1: something. I don't know.
0: It's or just like, really fun.
1: I don't know. You got to come out to my place and then show me how to do. The I would thing. love that. It sounds great. I just walk across the street and I'm on the beach and can like we, no one knows about this area.
2: Can we grill like that? Yeah. Those ribs.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll grill those ribs sounds and you good. show me how to do a 360.
0: I'm on in. A and board. a year later, we'll work up to surf. There's a fair number of comics that surf together. If you want to ever do it, with okay all right
1: well i want to try now i just don't want to lose an eyeball
0: you're not going to lose an eyeball i that feel like i'm going to lose. You an cover eyeball. your face when you fall you'll be fine i should have covered my face um but okay we always what, ask our guests yeah, what's your science background
2: what did you like what did you um like so, in high
1: school? oh i didn't at all i at I, was, all. I liked math i didn't i never liked science and then um and then outside of high school, I got into – I'd start picking up, like, popular science magazine once in a while. And oh. I was into, like, technology stuff Right um, in the beginning. And then I got interested in more stuff from there. And then I liked – I was always a really big um, atheist. And so – and I never told – like, where I was from, you couldn't uh, – like, I was an atheist since I was about uh, 10 years old. But what, I couldn't say anything. From? Where are you from? Um, a small town in, in Wisconsin. It's outside of the city called the Cross. It's like 50,000 yeah, people. I grew
0: up in Dubuque,
2: Iowa. Oh, yeah.
1: well, you know the Cross yeah, yeah.
0: then. Yeah, I know River Towns. I was born in Minnesota, That's... you guys. We're all Midwest Oh, boys. yeah, fuck,
1: yeah. I forgot that. Um, so, so, what, so, yeah, so I just grew up thinking I was totally crazy for not believing in you know the church i was going to every sunday and 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 all that and so then i started looking for you know arguments to support my beliefs and and so i got more into science stuff but then what happened was um when i got full-on into science was a few years ago i was in australia and i was doing a new um time travel joke on stage and it was uh was really dumb, um, but I, I don't even remember what it was. But the point was um, – the point is that it was – it occurred to me that it was like my eighth time travel joke in my set. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh – uh, I talk about time travel a lot and rather than me being like oh I should stop talking about time travel I was like <laughs> maybe I'll just do a one-man show oh about time travel <laughs> I love that <laughs> So then I started looking into time travel more and then that got me into like theoretical uh, physics man, and stuff is... and then I got fascinated by science and then I I tried to do a lot more science stuff on stage uh, theoretical physics jokes really hard to pull off yeah. and then <laughs> um, and I was always into evolution. Um, stuff and then i started writing some jokes about um about what females are choosing in a man um determines like the future of humanity it wasn't any like science based stuff it was right. just like this idea that i had about how we're doing everything for women and then that's when i kind of stumbled across um this sexual selection theory and evolutionary psychology um which kind of supports that and uh and so so then it was like, oh, these are this is science about dicks. So <laughs> I can make this work yeah. on
0: stage. You could sell this to an audience. And so
1: I got really big into that um last year and now it's been like my obsession since Dude, then. So now I pretty much like what I do in in a club is like kind of like a one-man show-ish kind of thing um
0: it's literally just that your act has become that topic
1: just yeah the science of dicks pretty much Uh,
0: (laughs) no time travel sprinkled throughout it's just nope Didn't no, go back to
1: that. I might, I might go back to time travel one day. That, that yeah.
0: fascinates me too. I love I love watching time movies and trying to reconcile. I mean, none of them the paradoxes inherent are unsolvable, but uh, now, it's still fun to see how they try to. I had things that like
1: I thought were like the funniest things in the world, and I could not figure out how to make it work on stage. Like I have this this idea in my mind. I just don't know how to articulate it and make people see like what I see in my mind. Yeah. About how how like if you're tinkering with. A time, so say there's like a team of people in a lab and you're like tinkering with a time machine. Oh, I, I forgot this part. So, so, um, it, it, you know, still within the realm of possibilities as far as the things that haven't been um, excluded from like that's not possible is the idea of connecting a wormhole. Uh-huh. So so you have like a wormhole machine um, that... that So we fire it up like today, right here. We're going to fire it up in this backyard. We fire it up, and it starts this first half of this wormhole. Well, sometime in the future, 10 years from now or whatever, we could go and get back in this machine and then be um, transported, time travel back to this moment. That we fired it up. Okay. But when you do that, the the idea is, is that the second the machine starts working, like right here, we're building it right now, something pops out of it like from the future so like
0: if it ends up up working something pops out right there
1: exactly so you're like tinkering with like a bolt and then you just show up and and you're
0: (laughs) like hey you guys you did it yeah yeah, we (laughs) did it
1: right yeah Uh, but then uh, the idea of you probably wouldn't just send yourself back in time like the first experimental thing Cause you wouldn't be. No one wants to be the first person to be in a time. It's like, well, I I might turn into a blob or whatever. Yeah. So I would screw with those people back then, and I would send back like a monkey, like wearing a crown or something (laughs) Uh. like that. It's like this is twenty years in the future. (laughs) So it's like like a
0: prankster scientist who is the first in the world to do a thing, but also decides to waste it on a (laughs) joke.
1: Right, right. So you're tinkering with this time machine, and then a monkey with a crown pops out of it. And then it's like a pretty secure lab. So then the people in the lab would be like, okay, who's going to do this? (laughs) Like, who's going to send... They don't, for bag. a second,
0: fall for the fact that monkeys have become our rulers. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> right, right. They realize yeah, okay, that
1: okay. it's a practical joke, so it's just a, way too complicated of a bit to explain. <laughs> I, when I used to tell it, I had it smoothed out in a in an easier way well, of could explaining. I totally see it. making that a yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah. So so, and then what was my line about how um how someone would then. be like, oh, probably like. like They're guessing about who's going (laughs) to be Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be the asshole that sends the monkey back with the crown and the time machine? And then being like, oh, probably me. And they're like, well, you're fired. Well, then it wasn't me.
2: (laughs) That wasn't Um, going to be me. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking, well, you're from lacrosse. I have a lacrosse story. My brothers went to, were from like Dubuque, and they went to college with a dude from lacrosse. And I don't know who it was, but they went up to uh lacrosse and partied one weekend and they found a dead deer and the, they th- put it in the back of their truck and then threw it off the Mississippi, off of the bridge onto the Mississippi. It was and it was uh, frozen. So it just like exploded uh, when it hit. And then they're like, ah, that was funny. And then in the lacrosse newspaper, like one of the you know page 8 or something it was like deer commit suicide is a picture of the deer <laughs> uh, they thought jumped off the bridge that's, that's awesome. awesome so like they have that that's amazing they've got that newspaper of it and they just laugh and look at it so it's pretty funny that's oh awesome. that's the most
1: <laughs> that's fun story awesome. to come from um, that, uh, that river there what happens is that's um that's right by 3rd Street, which is, um, the cross is actually, it's no, it has the most bars per capita in the entire wow. United States. I mean, States. that's
2: something Midwest towns like to brag about oh, a lot. Wisconsin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of bars at Dubuque. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I it, also don't get why no, people are it,
2: like... It, it,
1: it's on Wikipedia. Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. Also, uh, Isn't
0: Wisconsin known for like University of Wisconsin is always like ranked the number one party. No school, way, Iowa, and, man. Uh, Iowa's number two this year. Oh, really? I'm pretty excited okay. about it. I all thought right? Wisconsin was like we drink
2: the most because it's cold. Yeah, or right.
1: Yeah. Well, there's there's always why is every. It, I, why I don't know. Pun? Why like, are we bragging about with, like how always our brag, dysfunctions?
2: Yeah, they brag about like I was the meth capital, bro. There's, there's <laughs> no, really one has, yeah. no one brags <laughs> about in, that. I, no, this people argue about that though cuz they're like, "No, it's Nebraska." Like, why are we should I should let you have that? Yeah.
1: You no, know, people in St. Louis, I've heard pe- people in St. Louis bragging about being the mur- murder capital uh, capital of the fuck. "Yeah, we did it."
0: I know I've lived in multiple Ugh. cities that have bragged about having the most strip clubs per capita. Yeah. I was in Tampa for a few months. They think they they do portland thinks they do
1: right montreal
0: i've heard in the world but that's not in the u.s i don't know
1: well the um it was in guinness at one time lacrosse had the guinness book of uh world records or country records or something like that had lacrosse had um had the most bars on a street they'd beat bourbon street with like 108 bars oh jesus that's on this uh it's on this third street and it's right by the river yeah. So what happens is drunks get out at bar time, and then they go and like hang out by the river and like sometimes still drink or whatever. But or or they'll just get lost walking home and walk the wrong direction. Then they'll see a river and be like, oh, I can swim this. And then they try to swim this river and then they just die. Like all the time, it just happens they just, all the d- time. Pull, where people, pull a, pull a Buckley, <laughs> what's isn't a that, Buckley? Isn't that what
0: Jeff Buckley? Isn't that? Didn't he go swimming in the Mississippi when he's drunk and drown? Isn't that
1: how? I don't know. Oh. I remember a story. Like I don't remember. Guy, who you know Jeff the singer Jeff Buckley. Buckley is,
0: but... oh, okay, uh, he did um, the album that everyone loves before he died. I don't know. <laughs> um, it, but anyway, lacrosse fun. Yes, good times. Yeah. Um, time but... travel. I wanted to ask you if you've seen the movie Primer, because if you love time travel and awesome science things that are that are as legitimate as a thing that's that's sci-fi can be as as true to hard science i'm
1: trying to think is that the one where they keep on going in a box and they're the box. making like yeah friends of themselves or yeah something yeah like oh that? it's one of my
0: favorite movies of all time yeah i yeah. did
1: enjoy that i don't remember it very well
0: listeners go go out and uh i haven't seen it get yourself that movie it. that actually it was shot for like five thousand dollars and i think it won best picture at sundance like, it's it's amazing what these guys they're all former engineers i think who put it all together and they starred in it. They wrote, directed it, and it, it looks great. It is. It gives me chills thinking about how good that movie is. So go watch Primer. I Nobody, always think
2: I'm about this. Again, uh, you know, have you seen the movie? I don't know. I really liked this movie when I was in high school. Frequency. I know it's. Oh, I like, love. Yeah, I never saw that. But there's it, a,
1: uh, like Dennis Quaid. Dennis or something? Quaid and, and then and, Jim
2: Caviezel. Okay. Uh, is that right. his dad in the past? Yeah, and he talks to him. But anyway, what always just boggled my mind is uh, he's talking to his dad in the past, and he's like a cop now, and he's like, "All right, you know the loose floor." And this man who he's looking for touched his dad's wallet in the past, and he's like, "All right, take your wallet, put it underneath the floorboard, and then it is immediately." His dad does that to get fingerprints in the future, and then he immediately like lifts the floorboard, and and the wallet's there, and it's dusty because it's been there for thirty years now.
0: Oh. And, but
2: and, as like a high schooler, I'm like, "You're really never gonna. You're not gonna ever." In the thirty years go. Get that wallet. Like,
0: I kind of need some money. Thirty years you are just trusting, trusting. 30, yeah, this yeah. Thing. Like you never.
2: He, he had all his stuff in that. He never got it out. Just l- put it underneath the floorboard yeah. and then never went.
0: Some dude on the radio told him to. Who he believes is his son. Well, yeah. yeah it turns out good move.
2: Uh, <laughs> right. But it was just like I would have definitely not. I'd be like one week and I'd be like, all right, fuck it. I need that wallet back. <laughs>
1: It, it say, that movie just makes me first? want to get on the radio and and uh, is a
0: ham radio? And, and like, the... and,
1: yeah, ham radio yeah, or whatever. Be like, radio. hey, hey, uh, who's there? Oh, I think I'm your son. Just do that to random Put people. Your, and tell someone.
2: Uh, somebody kills mom, and we're trying to figure out who it is. Give me your wallet. <laughs> just just put your, make up
1: produ- for prediction. Somewhere. Just be like, oh, I bet the Yankees win today, or whatever, yeah. and then the Yankees win. Yeah, uh, no, but, oh oh my God, your God you're my son. It's, it's gotta
0: be him. <laughs> <laughs> just like how, you, just pick a number between one and ten, and if you get it right, then that's the one. Like, see, I'm uh, your dad. And if you yeah. don't, you are just like, I gotta go and keep doing another one until you happen to get somebody um, right. Let's do the questionnaire. questionnaire.
2: Some science. So no, the questionnaire, we ask you just what you what science questions, but. Listeners, I don't have my laptop today, so I'm going to try Uh-oh. to remember what the questions we normally ask. I think I do. remember. I think I can them. fill in the gaps if you don't okay. remember. Okay. All right. Here we go. Shane science question. Question one: uh, Who's your favorite scientist?
1: Uh, probably Michio Kaku.
2: Oh, Ooh, well, A little background. I don't know, who that I don't know is. this person.
1: Um, he says this Asian dude is always on the uh, Discovery Channel, and he's got uh, he's got um, like shoulder length gray hair uh and he he wrote a couple books that are fantastic and, and fairly easy reads um uh, for as in-depth as they go called uh physics of the impossible and physics of the future he wrote some other books too but um those are something like anyone could pick up today even if you weren't into science or whatever and it, and it's about it's about taking everything from science fiction Like invisibility or whatever, and talking about what would need to happen for that to work, and not only that, but like what is happening, like what the military is working on right now for cloaking shields and like that sort of a thing.
0: This sounds like Ray Kurzweil we were talking about last week with yeah, a lot of futurist stuff like that. Yeah. All right, that's cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, Kurzweil's. overly optimistic for my taste oh, but so uh, but, he's like I'm uh,
0: going to live
2: forever. Yeah. It will happen. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so your guy he's your really guy is not worried about it at all. No,
0: he's not worried about. it. Your guy is more pessimistic then he thinks Uh
2: he's
1: um He doesn't think he's, he's going to live more level headed yeah. I okay. would say. Okay. Um and and I also like um it, now with but with evolutionary psychology I found this guy uh Jeffrey Miller who who's not like um not that many people know him yeah there's not uh i mean no no one really knows scientists anyway it's like besides yeah it's like Stephen Einstein, hawking
0: uh Stephen hawking and then that's yeah the average person
1: um which which you know is understandable but he wrote a book called um the mating mind that i enjoy a lot and um and one called spent um and then there's this guy david buss that i like even though um you know what i've also discovered is that every scientist has like their hook
2: yeah absolutely um, oh yeah, yeah
1: and and they really kind of push their hook so i'm not as interested in accuracy as i am in just like a good angle What's their angle delivered yeah. well and then i feel like i get enough points of view where i can determine kind of all right what i yeah. but even with my stand up it's like it's much more important for me to have something interesting than factual um, I would
0: hope, yeah. I mean, <laughs> nobody's leaving a stand-up show being like, "There were some inaccuracies to some of these things. Right, right, right. Sometimes so, I so tell- like
1: I have a joke about how possibly all of, um, uh, like, our tree-dwelling ancestors started walking upright to carry things to women, uh-huh. which is like the sexual selection version of that. Like, women would like monkeys tend to only walk on two legs to carry a bunch of stuff, and and women would possibly carry. You know, women look for they're good providers and everything, carry. and, yeah, and yeah. Would be more apt to select that guy. I think that is like uh, a very, very, very big exaggeration. I think there's a lot of advantages to walking upright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for my stand-up act, that's the funny.
0: And nobody's going to stop you on the way out and be like, uh, "I think that the Homo erectus uh, right, started right, to right. uh, gradually."
1: So that's what's nice about being a comedian because I've I've talked with some scientists since and I'm like, "Well, how would you, how would you test this and that?" Like, um. Uh, and they're like, well, there's there's a whole lot of variables there. And it would be uh, nearly impossible to test. I'm like, oh, well, so I can just say whatever I want right. about it then. Yeah, uh, that's what's nice about being a comedian.
2: To, yeah. One time on stage I said uh, I was doing a, a, it's a weird celebrity ghost stories bit. But I was talking about <laughs> Sammy Hagar during the uh, 83 Van Halen tour. And then I stopped myself and I was like, wait, he didn't. Wasn't in Van Halen yet. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm getting, and then I just imagine somebody in the crowd be like, "Well, oh, come on, buddy, I can't follow that story anymore." You talk about celebrity ghosts, it's fine, but you put Sammy Hagar in Van Halen when when, when, when you got David, David Lee, Lee Roth. I just can't, I cannot
0: get behind so this anymore. One guy arms I'm crossed, head shaking the whole rest of the show. I'm, I'm done. done.
2: Well, <laughs> what
1: I what I run into more than anything is at least when I was talking about time travel stuff, you will be like, "Oh, this is ridiculous." So I can just enjoy it for it being ridiculous. Yeah. Now when I talk talk about evolution i mean i'm a road comic oh, and so no.
0: oh, this whole just thing.
1: the word evolution is like yeah oh, i gotta be so careful <sighs> with it just to say the word evolution
0: we'll close down half like, the
1: audience in some like places. i yeah. really skirt around it so much so yeah. i basically my entire act is talking about um uh evolutionary evolutionary psychology, but I never mention that That once. And I pretty much don't say evolution. I'll I'll say... um, And and even talking about passing your genes on, uh, I'm careful to be like, so say you're really driven to reproduce you know i really i really do everything i can to take any sciency kind of word wow. out of it uh, it's a, it's a bit discouraging that i have to do that um, yeah. and i'm hoping that i won't have to in the future maybe
0: you don't have to as much as you think you do maybe you just well uh...
1: i do i try to give audiences more credit than yeah yeah but I mean I've had people just like they hear one word like that and be like oh that's it. I'm, I'm leaving now Oh yeah. wow! because I don't want to hear that all
0: right. I feel like Brooks this was supposed to be a speed round Brooks is chopping at the bit to get to the next oh. Quiz question I, no, that's oh it. I forgot oh, cool. there was no, a no. question
1: in the first no. place yeah, I didn't science. even remember okay. that I answered a it's
0: good a it's science which we never do on this podcast so the listeners are going to love it listeners do want more science so uh, yeah I know unless David Lee Roth Rock...
2: <laughs> no 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 I'll it's talk. all good um, uh, okay question two least favorite scientist
1: Mm, um, the Pope.
2: Okay. All right. Question <laughs> three. Element. Favorite element.
0: Favorite element? Yeah. Now, I'm not going to give you any hints on this one, but there's a correct answer based on that. There's been two two other guests who have picked the same element, haven't there? I don't know. But what's yours? Carbon? Carbon. Wow. I mean, that's building block life. Makes sense. Yeah. That's like probably a much more... <laughs> yeah, much better sense. than boron, which is what two other people picked. Diamond.
1: Why'd they <laughs> pick boron? This is a funny
0: sounding it's element. A, it that's is a, like, a
1: fun sounding
0: <laughs> element. <laughs> boron. Boron. I don't know. For me, I guess... I don't know You're what a else. real boron. Carbon makes sense. It does make the most sense. Unless yeah. you wanted to go super basic and just say hydrogen. I like neon, neon a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's neon. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, neon's pretty cool. Yeah, I like yeah. Neon.
0: molybdenum because when I was a kid, I thought it was molybdenum. Oh, I like that. This
1: is the. Uh, this is. Uh, i never thought I'd be a part of a conversation <laughs> like this uh, in my entire life, yeah. and I'm pretty excited oh, about it. Oh, it's fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love
1: What's your element. favorite element? I didn't think anyone in my entire life. I'd never. I didn't see that coming at all. I enjoy I'm it. Glad. That's a good question. Yeah. We got
2: some twists. We got some curveballs um, on probably science. Okay, favorite experiment that you were ever a part of. Through schooling or anything, like something cool you did?
1: Through schooling, um, I think that I liked uh, dissecting a frog, but I think if I did it today, I would throw up. Okay. I used to have a stronger stomach back then, but I remember really enjoying dissecting a Man, frog.
2: I di- I work with eyes. Or,
1: no, a cow eye. That's that was my favorite Ooh, one. I dissected huh. a cow yeah, eye. That's
2: what I do. That's my job. is I work in eyes, interocular lenses stuff. But uh, see, to
1: me that seems. Disgusting. Nowadays. No,
2: and I, I have become – I'm way – I was way more squeamish before, but, like, now it's like, oh, we've got a 38-year-old donor, which means oh. a 30-year-old person died. But I'm like, sweet, good, young tissue is uh, – it's like <laughs> – and then I feel terrible. I'm like, oh, no, that's terrible. A person lost their life. But I'm like, but their tissue is going to be great. like, Because yeah. a lot of – you get know, a lot of older donors.
1: and Yeah, but they're uh, – you know, I, I mean, <laughs> you didn't kill them, I hope. No, yeah, yeah. And no, then no. – and then, I mean, their their tissue could now be used to advance all of life. No, much it's more exactly. Than, I mean,
2: it is a it is a nice. It's a very noble thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird how we're like, oh fuck yeah, twenty
0: year old eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some hot young eyes. Some fresh meat coming in.
1: I feel like um, I feel like I want to scoop out one of my eyes what? and give it to you no, so that no I can, so heard. that I can yeah. witness that. That uh, like the good that my eyeball did, <laughs> and the
0: enthusiasm it elicits in Brooks. Yeah, yeah.
1: Plus, I want to be a robot as well. Oh, nice. I want like if you can make me like a robot got, eye to put you in. Got
0: Shane's eyes, <laughs> <laughs> some yeah.
1: fresh tissue. Uh, I got. Uh,
2: I did put a, a, a Terminator poster up in the lab nice. where he has the one where he's got like the red eye. Yeah, yeah. Like, half yeah. Of his face is coming off. Yep.
0: I did. We did a story the first podcast I think about these guys back in the 1800s I think who were killing people to sell their bodies to science because. For a while, it wasn't. Um, Burke, no, it was not and Hare, wasn't it? Was it Burke and Hare? It was Burke and Yeah, Hare. and because there was like there was a shortage. I think because the church, uh, you, you weren't allowed to just the, the only criminals. Only criminals, criminals bodies could have their could bodies donated to donated yeah. to science.
2: Ah. So
0: then, like anatomy classes and just medicine was being thrown thrown back. You know, the brakes were being put on. Uh, the, the progression of, of medical knowledge this well they had
2: stopped killing so many people they used to just fucking kill and hang oh because so there were fewer people. executions happening fewer executions right, happening okay. so then there was a shortage of bodies for science so then these two dudes so started killing
0: people to give their bodies killing these people or these, sell uh, bodies. Yeah,
2: these people who stayed I think it was like in Burke's uh, oh so they apartment. weren't the
1: scientists themselves No, they, they would, were like no. just third they would party like, of what one of
2: them
0: though. might have been a scientist I forgot
2: no what happened was somebody an old woman died in a uh, in his like housing that he was renting out and then instead of like reporting that he just took her body to like this questionable professor, and he's like, Oh, here's some money. Thank you for this body. And then he, the dude was like, hmm, That was pretty easy. So then he just started killing people. He killed like maybe 10 or 13. And then people. it started to get tricky when the anatomy students started to recognize people. That's how they got busted. They pulled this dude's <laughs> face out. They like, he like showed him this body, and they were like, that's I daft- know that
0: guy, man. He was the local, like he was mentally disabled and like that's daft Jamie. They knew yeah, him as his daft name was Jamie.
2: Daft Jamie and he was like, uh no, it ain't and he cut his head off right away. <laughs> so that no just one like-, like chopped his head off and then like was like, Ah, it wasn't him at all. It's a horrible story.
1: I-, I have an experiment. I wonder what happens when you cut a cadaver's head off <laughs> and, and then run with it. Yeah, exactly. Run out of the room as far away as you can.
2: Um all right. Last question of the, I think of the of the questionnaire. Um biggest explosion you've ever been a part of like
1: um i used to make uh i used to make works bombs oh nice yeah. i've never i've, uh, yeah, I've yeah. seen
2: one i never made it um, works bombs uh, yeah they're I, crazy
1: they're, uh, they're, so basically you uh um get get your uh get your pen and paper anarchists um you just take like a two liter or one liter bottle and you you roll up little like aluminum foil balls and and uh and fill it like a quarter of the way and then and then you with put works. a little uh, with aluminum balls and then right, you right. put a little bit of uh, work sand. What is um, work? It's what like it's cleaning a cleaning surprise. Uh, yeah, it's a toilet bowl uh, cleaner. Oh, okay, okay. And then you close the bottle and then run um, run and, and then, you shake uh, yeah. we would shake
2: it, it and then throw it and get the fuck out of there
1: yeah well it usually it, the i think i had it timed down to one the ones that i made would take between 8 and 11 minutes like oh all, wow. uh, yeah like i had it just down i did so many of them but we would use them to blow up mailboxes because we were horrible little uh little kids this is classic and we Midwestern did it with shit. dry ice, yeah. ice works
0: yeah. just as well though just dry ice and water in a 2 liter screw that on how are you getting dry ice it's it's easy. It's cheap. You could go to an ice any ice place. Will have oh, really, ice.
1: really. I yeah. wish I would have known that yeah, as I didn't a kid. Know I would have had dry yeah. ice like every day as a kid. Oh, because yeah. that was, what was better than dry ice if you were a kid? Nothing. Nothing. Awesome.
0: Oh, the coolest. Yeah, could, um, we could we blew up mattresses with it. Old mattresses. I remember being my, blown my, away that like dry ice p- will burn you. Yeah, like, but it's cool. uh, how big
1: of an. Uh, so you blew up mattresses. We, we,
0: I remember we put one behind the swim club where I worked, out in like the back woods area. There was an old mattress, and yeah, we just took a two-liter with a little bit of dry ice and water, screwed it on, and put it like underneath it or inside it or something. And it, I mean, those things have some power to them. Yeah, when those All go, right. that sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: All right. I I have a I have a pretty uh, good mailbox blowing up story. Let's have it um, actually. It's about I I uh, so I had done this with one of my friends. Uh, the one who taught me how to do it um we went and blew up mailboxes um, <laughs> we'd like,
2: go, after school we just go blow up mailboxes we'd
1: sneak out at night after bedtime yeah. sneak out and go and blow up various uh people's mailboxes it usually like it, it was funny cuz it was like it would be like kids we didn't like in school we'd blow up their parents' mailboxes <laughs> like oh my like God. that affected That's the fair. kids yeah. somehow <laughs> I, it was it, it yeah you know, a, a child's logic um so, my one friend wasn't with me, and I already had this down. And I was with a whole different group of friends; they'd never done this before. And so I was gonna show off and do it like in the middle of the day. And we decided to get our vice pri- our vice principal's mailbox because oh, he's the mm. vice principal. Yeah, yeah and you're
2: yeah, gonna prank the VP. Yeah. You're not just like TPing; you're blowing up his mailbox. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking
0: crazy. And okay, if someone else on. happened to go near it when it was at ha- oh. Maybe right right <laughs> Go ahead. There, right, there, there's a
1: lot of bad things yeah. that can happen um so uh so i i you know i do the thing i put in the mailbox and then we start biking bicycling away and as we're bicycling away the vice um uh, principal comes home and like he sees us all like not coming from his place but he drives by us and so I didn't think much of it, but my friends were like, "Oh, well, he saw us, and he's gonna know when this mailbox blows up in five minutes." that it was us. I'm like, "Yeah, that sort of makes sense, but there's nothing we can do about it now." The bomb. <laughs> it's know, very like, stoic ah, of you, Shane. Yeah. It's
0: very, you know what, guys? It's been done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, the bomb's already—it's yeah, yeah. uh, going. I'm to not going to go get the bomb. Yeah, out. yeah it's yeah, b- going. Go but go b- on. one of my friends is like, "I'm going to go get the bomb." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "No, you aren't." I'm like, um, "That's a bomb, <laughs> and it's about to." Blow. Blow up oh. and so uh he's like no i'm gonna go and i'm like please don't yeah please yeah. don't uh, i don't want to watch you explode yeah and he goes to get the bomb and he opens the mailbox oh my god! takes the bomb out and now the two liter it, like looks like a four liter like it's all swelled what? and very hot and everything Whoa. it's like clearly just about to blow and it must have been hot as hell because uh, he he grabs it with his hand it must have been really hot so he threw it into the street and right then a car was driving by (laughs) and it and it blew up under the car and then and then shot out and knocked over the mailbox
0: (laughs) he was trying to say that is awesome that's
1: that's the best explosion i've ever been a part of that is the greatest
0: story that wins (laughs) yeah he passes the test of colors that's so funny and awesome That's like an O. Henry story written by delinquents or something. It co- destroys <laughs> the mailbox. No, I just like, I'm just like, I'm going to go get the bomb that has been
2: detonated. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not detonated, but it It's about to, yeah. yeah.
0: that's some Hurt Locker shit right there. That's like the rest of you are hunkering down behind sandbags. Like, don't do it. Right, and it's not even
1: like, it's not like a time bomb. It's yeah. like a thing that could just explode at any, any second. second and, and
0: then jostling it,
2: might make it it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, wow. We should that's get sorry. to some actual side stories, I got the first one. I got it.
2: Uh, All right. This is just U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service need input to keep birds and bats safe from wind turbines. Uh, Mm. So this is from uh, just the the Internet. (laughs) Listen, we did minimal (laughs) sourcing, minimal work today. It's Liberty
0: Weekend. Yeah, this is a
2: Saturday (laughs) for us. We're trying to put a podcast out on Monday for you guys.
1: So, to, birds and bats, they just here we fly go I'm just gonna to read keep it. from going I'm just going to read it
2: if you have suggestions to keep birds and bats safe from wind turbines <laughs> in the u s fish no uh. Keep birds and bats safe from wind turbines. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is seeking some public input.
1: Why won't you just put a screen like a fan has? Uh, well, I mean, they're. So, I don't. Hold on.
2: We're going to put to the screen a, then. An effort aimed at habitat c- conservation is being undertaken by the federal agency in eight states. The feds say they want to promote clean energy with putting endangered without putting endangered species at ri- At risk, the Fish and Wildlife Service is reportedly accepting comments until October first. Several. Approaches are on the table for consideration, including slowing the turbines when bats are near or birds are in their migration pattern. It's also possible to avoid locating wind energy projects in areas where endangered bats live. How about this?
0: Uh,
1: all that sounds dumb.
0: What if you just took a, like a boy bird or a boy bat, dressed him up like a girl bat a la Bugs Bunny, and had him train them to only fly, like, near the turbines, but not right by them. And then they're like, hello, bats! And the bats will see that, and they'll go towards the fake girl bat, Instead of towards the I mean, that Why don't you just get a girl hard. bat? See, that's... Yeah. No, you're missing the point, yeah. though. It's, <laughs> you're yeah. it's gotta be a boy I'm bat missing. Dressed up as a girl bat. Yeah. yeah that so, sounds yeah. like,
2: oh, kind of confusing. <laughs> Maybe.
0: I,
1: and, and then you, like, paint uh, a white stripe. <laughs> to
2: be like a, a hole in the... <laughs> no, so, so now looks you're like a Oh, looks like, oh yeah. I used to have a joke about how Pepe Le Pew was just a rapist, right? Like <laughs> He is, just yes. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just rape. Clearly. Oh, my gosh. It's
0: French rape, though, which is better uh speaking of i don't know if we should jump right into this story yeah, is there more story. on your story or no not? that's it it was just I, I, i'm just really trying to get three stories out for okay well I, I hate to do the segue of speaking of rape but i guess we've already brought it up so let's let's get into it um everybody knows that todd aiken is a colossal a-hole um yeah. and that he made some statements that are ridiculous uh the exact wording was if it's legitimate this was in defense of um or I guess he's opposed to to abortion in any situation, and his defense for why we don't even have to have an exemption for rape is that if it's a, quote, legitimate rape, the female body has ways to try to shut that whole thing down, which is... also such hand uh, waving. I, of that I, whole I thing. I usually, you know,
1: right before, like when I'm having sex with my girlfriend, like right before I come, I go, shut it
2: shut down, it down. <laughs> shut it down.
0: We don't use condoms. She just shuts that shit shuts down, shuts that whole thing down. It sounds like, yeah, like like that scene in Heat when he like waves them off from the street is like, shut it down. We gotta- <laughs> Do you
1: know how many fucking guys must be so pissed right now? Like, hey, I'm pregnant. You didn't, you shut, didn't shut it, it down. <laughs> we had the talk. We why why wouldn't you shut it down why wouldn't you shut it wouldn't down? you just shut, just it, shut down. it down we yeah. talked
0: about this um anyhow like this is obviously a horrible topic for three men to be discussing, but like it's it's in the news because he talked about it, so then the science, I don't think it needs the to scientists be. uh of the world um decided to you know come come out with what is the actual hard science of how likely is it to, to that one would become pregnant from a rape? But it turns out it's a lot more likely that you would... Uh, rape results in more pregnancies than consensual sex, not fewer, uh, for a number of reasons. This is um, from an article on popside.com And uh, let's see, some of the reasons were just uh, for the same reason that, you know, human beings don't have... Uh, exactly we're not like in heat but like there are times when you are giving off a number of signals. it's a
1: a mating season
0: yes and so you know the reasons that somebody would so
1: women are fertile about four or five days out of a month and during that time they give off like all sorts of signals and stuff and and uh they become a bit more attractive and like skin clears up and breasts are more symmetrical and things like that this is is
0: all part of your studies yeah yeah
1: exactly so there's a there's a great study um that's about uh it's they went around to strip. Cl- so guys are are um are subconsciously in tune uh, with this. They found out they went around to strip clubs and had strippers track their gratuity through uh, the course of months, and they oh, found yeah. out that strippers that were fertile made about fifty percent more tips. Wow! Than, uh than the ones that weren't. So there's a lot of uh, fun stuff like that. Um, it's hard
0: the- to quantify, but you can see the results. It's kind of undeniable when you chart it on the on the monthly scale like that, right? I mean. Like they don't know the exact mechanisms through which it's happening. Or, or right, it's, it's all right. Things it could be like olfactory. Of, it right. could be
1: a visual thing. It could also be that that women are a bit more sexual during those right. times because, the, I mean, their brain is also – their their brains going, I want to make a baby. Let's make a baby because yeah. they're fertile. And so they might be – they they just might be coming on to guys a little bit more during during that Should time make
0: them more tips but yeah anyhow, so this this uh this article talks about like they, yeah they were just saying that no one's sure why forced sex is statistically a more successful reproductive strategy than consensual um but it might be because rapists tend to target young women at peak fertility um they don't pick victims at random um one of these scientists at SUNY Albany uh, Gordon Gallup said uh, unbeknownst to them Uh, rapists clearly target victims based on their likelihood of conception so they tend to preferentially target young post-pubescent females that are in their reproductive prime um so that that goes into it but also interestingly um the means through which you produce semen actually affects the the viability of that or of of sperm rather um affects the viability of that like there were some studies that showed that um in artificial insemination, um, semen collected from a man who used his imagination to become aroused and ejaculate is much less likely to result in conception than a sample collected from a man watching porn. Uh, and even more potent is semen collected after coitus interruptus, i.e. pulling out during actual sex. Ah, so, well, a, a, that's interesting. So you're
2: telling me... The sperm that comes when you imagine a girl is not likely to get a girl pregnant. But when you're having sex, I'm just
0: saying, of course, no, that's. I'm, no, all. but I mean, they, if you take the same sample, you know, even, even if you're just watching porn and, and not actually having sex, that's uh, that semen, that sperm is more viable. Um, okay. And they, they also show that the conditions under which a man becomes aroused and ejaculates also affects factors like sperm count, shape and mobility. I, so, I actually kind of like like you're, you. Go home with a
2: girl and you don't have a condom, and you're just like, all right, hold on, just let me do this myself. Then I guess it's that way, and then I'll put it in. But I, I just don't. Yeah, if you if you I want close, it to be less
1: potent, if you close your eyes yeah, and it, imagine that you're having sex you're with having someone s- else, then maybe you'll uh, have less. Yeah, potent exactly. Sperm. Well, no, you just close
2: your eyes and imagine you're jacking off while you're having. <laughs> oh
1: sex. yeah, imagine right, you're well, okay. having sex. With I'm no, masturbating no, right masturbating. now. And that, and yeah, that's, uh, that is interesting. There's a, there's a lot of weird things like that. Like, um, like guys tend to have like stronger, um, ejaculates if they haven't, uh, if they haven't seen like their wife for a long time, like people that travel or whatever. Right. So I'm on the road a lot and I've actually noticed, even if I've, even if I've, uh, released uh, like earlier that day or whatever, I, I go home and I see my girlfriend and, um, they, they think it's like. Uh, sperm's way of like washing out like other guys' sperm like in the sperm oh, i 've
0: heard of that kind of thing. competition
1: yeah. thing it's so sperm competition is that um that females would be um a variety well you've a variety, While you've been a, gone, a, a, a variety of species been... yeah, yeah yeah yeah, so a variety of species when they 're fertile they 'll sleep around with like a whole bunch of dudes, and then theoretically the best sperm will win the race and and all that so so uh, theories are that some of our hunter gatherer Um, ancestors uh, used this similar mating strategy and that's why our testicles have this response to like flush out other guys. They also say that's why oh. the the head of the penis is is uh, shaped like that too. It creates like a vacuum to
0: pull out the other in there dudes in to pull
1: out the other guys uh, oh. stuff. There's like there's this um, damsel fly penis that has something similar. It has like hooks and it gets it out in there and scoops out all the other because the female that's will sleep terrifying. with like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, but um, but it's fun. Uh, it's fun to think about. <laughs> I scoop. I usually just scoop out with my fingers. Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to do that's, that. that. <laughs> that's the oh, way I I do. to
0: see it towards you.
2: Get rid of all that sperm that you have probably have in your vagina right now. It's so but it's right like The fascinating thing to me training?
0: is, on the, yeah.
1: is like I, like I totally trust my girlfriend, but my balls you're, don't yeah, know where she's exactly. been.
0: Exactly. It's, it's not some conscious decision uh, you're making. It's it's, it's it's like some lizard brain, back of the head, you know, whatever right. part of the brain is... Whatever part drives sex it's so fucking hot, right? Now. <laughs> it's pretty hot. Out. Sweating, the balls off.
1: It, it is pretty. I think. <laughs> I, I think my ankles are like burning. Yeah. I'm oh, you guys, like the an sun
0: is getting sunburn. more and more into you guys as we progress. Uh, I, I, I just it.
2: moved. All right, next story. Story's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was cool. It was about no, race, no. no but I said uh, next story. Oh, okay. My story's <laughs> pretty cool. Pick hey, it up. My story back, it back cool. up again. I,
1: I just it, actually, I think that there's somewhat of an important point to be. I think that there should be. I mean, I think I think if people looked at like the scientific stuff behind rape, yeah. one guys could be like, "Oh, there is like some part of me somewhere in there that like could be flipped." Where <laughs> <laughs> like like somewhere along the line, um, like we come from millions of years of successful. Uh, fertilization like something happened and somewhere along the line like something got raped which means like even if it was like some fish raped another fish and then it's you know descendants eventually ended up being us millions of years later we still have like a gene that's like kind of like a a rape
2: we have a rape okay So, so
1: but but what I'm saying if you're if you're aware of what your biological instincts might B, you can control them better. Just, just like we're kind of biologically driven to kind of look at other mates, even though we're in a relationship. But if you're aware, if you can step back and be like, oh, I'm interested sexually in other girls, but that's just my dumb biology m- causing me to make bad decisions. I feel like if you're aware of you that,
0: can, you can overcome it more. Or you can kind of. Yeah, be I think you'd be it. able
1: to overcome it more rather yeah. than. And I think uh, I mean, I think most rapists are probably not the brightest people in no, the world.
0: No, I would think not. I, would <laughs> I think hope. Not. So yeah, you're just appealing to people's uh, desires to be better than their sort of animal instincts, you would hope. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's all step it up, guys, and not so- just uh, succumb to... Let's
1: just yeah, just don't, don't don't follow your dick don't into all sorts of trouble. It's yeah. ha- it's happened to all of us where we've gotten in some amount of trouble oh, uh, in our <laughs> in our I lives. I would argue
0: most of the trouble that each of us have gotten in some way can be traced. So, to yeah.
1: so just measure that. Understand that your penis can be a big problem and and cause you to do things that you shouldn't be doing. I had my first and then try to act based I, on that information.
2: So I've been dating. I dated a girl all through my whole adult life and I found out the other day I was like oh other girls can be awful like I didn't you know I wasn't aware because now I'm talking to other girls and I was talking to this girl at a bar after this comedy show uh, for like an hour and you know just like talking or whatever and then uh, she's like hey I forget even what the dude's name was some UCB comic that I don't know and she's like hey do you know so and so and I was like Oh, no, I don't know him. She's like, oh, okay. Well, I was just talking to you because I thought you might be able to introduce me to him. What? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, Oh, okay, well... I'm going to go now.
1: Like, I mean, I that, say though. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for telling me the kind of person yeah, yeah. that you are. It's like, like yeah, I yeah. feel more sor- sorry for whoever that UCB comic is right. who might now meet this girl and not realize what a horrible, despicable human <laughs> yeah, being yeah. she is it's, because it's she's going to fake.
0: Um, uh, but yeah, that's the, that
2: was the first time I was like, pretty, oh,
0: girls can be real mean. Yeah, uh, it's not all on us. We aren't the worst people. I mean, men can be dicks and women can be too. Uh, yeah,
1: but I think it's like from a guy's point of view. I think it's important for guys to be like, "Hey, all a branch. Uh, we're kind of dicks sometimes." Yeah, because there's just, already yeah. been enough of like, "Take my wife, please," and like that kind of. It's like well,
0: you go back to that. That's how far back you go. That's true, though. Yeah, from the beginning I mean, of the comedy.
1: Yeah, that's like all that has been is like, yeah. "Are women stupid?" And, yeah, and, yeah. and it's like promoting this war of the sexes. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to it's weird so I get an odd reaction because now in my act I'm I'm well in this like in this current show that I'm doing I have other stuff um about um about the danger of 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 uh women, like the power that women have yeah um but basically in my act right now it's a lot of uh it's a lot of um like praising uh ladies
0: a little bit more does it, does it ever feel a little bit I, maybe you like can't pandering. answer pandering yeah does it ever feel like that or
1: not? uh yeah i so i go back and forth so whenever yeah. i think that i'm pandering too much i'm like oh shit i gotta give the girls some yeah. what happened was when i first started talking about some of this stuff and like fertility and like uh, like the strip club thing that i mentioned like yeah. I'll, I'll do a joke about that on stage sometimes girls would come up to me and be like hey, you're an asshole. I was like, "Um, but I was just saying like a science thing and then I made a joke about it. I don't understand because they were taking around. It wasn't very many, but just a couple. So then I was like, oh, I should be more clear about how great I think women are. And then it got to the point where I was going so over the top with it that guys were like, hey, what the fuck, what man? What about
0: us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so there's like a balance right. there. But I, I just think it's it's too much of, especially now when I watch shows, I think it's too widely accepted. Maybe not so much in LA or like the indie scenes and whatnot, but on the road, I think it's... Like, I was, I was just at this place recently and this guy was on stage telling jokes about how he only gets blowjobs Two times a year uh, from his, yeah. and then but then he goes on to do a bit about how girls don't know how to suck good dicks and whatnot. Like, <laughs> well, that's why you're getting two <laughs> a year because you're criticizing. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just this yeah. overweight like. Yeah, slob. none of it's
0: based on any truth. It's just some other stereotype he heard. He probably doesn't even have first-hand experience of these. Th-
1: yeah, it's just like I, I see a lot of like masking insecurities. That's yeah. what I, I, I realize. I don't
2: like talking about personal, like, sex on stage. Like, I don't like being like, yeah, I'm getting late or whatever. Because I'm like, I, for me, Mike, on stage, I'm like, I'm not a cool guy. Why cool? Like, I can't... I don't know. I try to come across not cool. Well, but there's, a, I mean, there's and an if you're angle. getting laid, you're cool. Right. Right? That's how it works. But I mean, if
0: you could find something interesting to talk about in that topic that hasn't been covered a million times and isn't a stereotype, then I'd say, yeah, talk about it. But if you're just going to say, like, my wife won't give it up, like, who, what's, that's, who's going to be, I mean, a lot of audiences will, will respond to that, but right. they shouldn't. We got
2: to, we got to, we got to do, we got to get two more and then out here because we, we got to go to a pool. Oh, sorry. yeah. We got to get parties. in the pool. It's hot out here, yeah. you guys. Uh, so, okay. This is actually cool. I didn't know this. This, uh, UK, this, uh, Uh, United Kingdom kid found a chunk of whale vomit (laughs) that is like two pounds and it said estimates uh, think it might be worth 40,000 euros. What? It's super rare, I guess. It's super rare and uh, it's like waxy and it's like it's from a sperm whale. Um... And it, the material comes from a gigantic sperm whale and is technically called am, amber, ambergris. The oh, yeah. Ambergris. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ambergris. The material has a waxy feel and... It's used for perfumes, right? It smells really sweet. Yeah. And it's used... It said it's so expensive... Because um so, perfume companies use it. So this kid's like out
1: in the ocean somewhere and then he like finds this big glob of whatever, he's like, Look at this.
0: And what so, is this thing? Yeah, and then they're like I'm
1: gonna take it home. And they're like, Oh, that's vomit, kid. <laughs> like, oh gross. Here's the good news: <laughs> forty thousand euros. <laughs> okay, great.
0: It's <laughs> is this, a, real, is this a, a plot, real
1: roller coaster ride of emotions. This is a, oh, yeah, emotions. So this was
2: a
0: plot point in Joe Dirt, I believe. Anybody oh, it's exactly Joe it. Yeah. yeah,
2: dude. It said that the, the kid says that he uh, hopes to open an animal rescue center with the money earned from selling it. Wow. What a fucking! He's got a great PR person. Yeah, man. yeah. Tell yeah. him, hey, tell him you're gonna do the. Tell him you're gonna open up an animal shelter. People will like that.
1: Yeah, we, we got to get rid of that puke boy name.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can't really yeah, go around being called puke boy. Go around help dogs. Oh, by the way, I might not have. I don't know if it's amber green, Maybe that's a pretentious flavor. Maybe the S is actually pronounced. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, i've it's... only I've heard the word because I read this book uh, by Tom Robbins called the, J- "The Jitterbug Perfume." You ever read that? No. Um, I like Tom Robbins. Uh, it's a good book. It's worth reading. No, it's, a, it's about perfume and sort of about time travel and immortality and. Uh, why why How does perfume fit in? Um, What's well, about beets and perfume? I think something about uh, maybe someone develops a perfume or something involving beets that lets you live forever. And this book takes place over many centuries. Uh, I forgot. I just remember liking it. It's Tom Robbins. It's weird. You know, you ever read his stuff? He wrote uh, mm-hmm. Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Um, um, That's a anthem, roadside so. attraction. Hmm. Anyway, this episode's brought to you by Ambergris. You may know it as Whale Vomit. Um,
2: you so, do the next yeah story? sure 40
0: grand that's that's pretty awesome yeah. uh, I like this story because um, I like to sleep who doesn't uh, it turns out the brain can learn um, maybe more than we thought while you're sleeping like I've heard of a number of studies people have tried to do uh, various kinds of, of uh, lucid dreams or whatever or, or, or even or just memory m- memorization things or playing tapes while someone's sleeping and seeing if they retain it and nothing I've read before about any of that kind of stuff ever ever really panned out, but um, this study, which was uh, reported in an August 26th um, issue of Nature Neuroscience, shows that uh, sleepers can soak in new associations between smells and sounds while they're sleeping, and that knowledge will linger into the next waking day, uh, and what they would do is have these people sleep in a laboratory while the researchers delivered pleasant scents like shampoo, and as they would have the nice smell come in, they would play a particular note at a particular tone and later they'd play they'd uh, release a disgusting smell like rotten fish which was paired with a different tone and neither the smell or the sound would wake people up but then after just four exposures to the smell tone pair during a single night the sleepers started to automatically respond to the tones with without actually smelling the smells like if they heard the tone that went with the good smell they'd start to take bigger breaths as if they're waiting for the shampoo smell yeah and if they uh heard the shitty tone It takes smaller breaths like they had like there was something Ah, that's awesome yeah it's kind of interesting so uh,
1: yeah so i think the idea that every everyone wants is wasn't there a a simpsons episode where like homer gets a book on tape or something and and listens to it in (laughs) his sleep and then knows new languages or something like that
0: i'm just remembering the one where he thought he was going to die from the poisonous blowfish so he decided to stay up all night listening to larry king's uh book on tape of the bible and he nods off during the Zechariah beget uh, whatever. It's like a montage of that whole section, and he doesn't die. Homer didn't die, you guys.
1: Right. Um, was, Homer Simpson, was, no. so
0: <laughs> in that early episode. But Sorry.
1: that t- so so when they wake up, nothing happened. Though it was just like they're just testing their reaction while they were sleeping.
0: I would assume they wouldn't even tell them anything at all about what happened while they were sleeping. They'd probably have it be as user blind as possible, or whatever the word for that is. When you know you don't want the subjects to even right. know. Um, but they would play the tone and yeah, if they, if the tone was the one they heard while they were smelling the good smell, they'd behave like you, like you do when you mm-hmm. smell a good smell, like you want to breathe in more of it. And if it was the tone that went along with the rotten fish, then they would be like, mm, shut it down, shut that system down, shut it down. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if there's any term um, benefits of this, of this finding, but it's, I think it's interesting. It's cool. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. I'm into it. Yeah, scientists don't yet know the limits of the sleep learning. Of sleep learning, um, says uh, Anthony. What was his full name? One of the researchers Antony. on this, Anthony. Anthony, uh, who recently found that musical skills could be strengthened if a person listened to a recording of a song during sleep. So, uh, yeah, complex subjects like calculus, European history, and Arabic might not work. But perhaps acquiring more subtle information, like shifting preferences, preferences or habits, for example, might be possible. That sounds like inception to me, you guys. Inception. I'm into it.
2: Uh, did you guys like Inception? Uh, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was the best
0: movie I'd ever seen. It wasn't the best. Yeah, it was okay.
1: I-, I liked it a lot. I wrote like a, um, an eight minute bit about oh, uh, nice. Inception. <laughs> yeah, that's all about um, incepting Christopher Nolan to get him to tell me what happened. In the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a many layers <laughs> to it. And right. Everything.
2: Yeah. Uh, Shane, where are you? Are you in t- well? Where are you going on the road? Because we don't like. I forget that we have listeners everywhere, and you. Yeah, I actually. have. Uh,
1: I have Tampa coming up, and um, Kansas City, and Ooh, which some one? Texas, or Stanford's. Uh, Stanford's.
2: Cool. I used to live in Kansas City.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, this is my first time there, actually.
2: It's
0: really nice. It's super nice club. Yeah. Yep. Hmm.
1: So, so uh, cool. So yeah, check Tampa, my website.
0: Check his website, ShaneMoss.com. M a u s s.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you like um, sciencey dick jokes, uh, please come out to my. Show,
0: hell, yeah, I haven't seen your act recently i haven't i want to come see I wanna learn to learn I about pretty much dropped everything
1: like after I was starting to to mix in a few fun facts like during Bridgetown, yeah so that was like what April, a, a, yeah, April, yeah. and then um, Why and you, then after that, I dropped everything and just
0: did something happen totally at Bridgetown that. that made you no uh,
1: no <laughs> i. You know what happened? I was more just like, oh, I can't just go on stage and riff about this stuff. I yeah. need to plan out exactly how to. Because I, I would get like strange looks from people when I was like, you out of nowhere. It in would, in yeah. Of
2: other- um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you should, ha- let's do another bridge. T- I need a Bridgetown in my life right now. Let's do one in September. Let's just do a festival this month. Well, I want Bridgetown. So do it this September. Okay. We'll do Bridgetown. I
1: think that it should just be um, like a rolling, I think. Um, I think it should be like a vaudeville kind of a thing where we go around to just get from, to, traveling,
0: from, yeah. just
2: get so drunk and do comedy. It's the funnest day. Yeah, yeah just Why just not? like
1: a hundred and fifty comedians going from town to <laughs> <That's>, town, doing <laughs> that like a that? festival. Like yeah, every sounds uh, incredible. I yeah. know. But, like every other day, you're doing a <laughs> festival in some new city. Uh, it would be so amazing. I mean, I well, guess so that's, that's, get what, that. that's
0: what Lollapalooza was. I mean, that's, yeah, it was exactly like, what Lollapalooza. Is. You could do that for comedy. All right, we're gonna be. It started here, guys. This was the day it started. Ha Palooza. Aha yeah. Palooza. By the oh way, my God, yeah, that's it. That's we it. did it. It's happening. We um, did it. But if you do like comedy festivals, I recommend coming to the LA Podcast Festival that I'm working on. It's happening October 12th through the 14th in Santa Monica, and uh, it's a great thing at the Sheraton Del It's all happening at this one hotel, so you can get a room there, see all the shows happening in the ballroom and the other rooms there, and uh, it's like a couple blocks from the beach. And we're gonna have we have Aisha Tyler doing Girl on Guy, Greg Fitzsimmons, Jimmy Pardo, Doug Benson. Graham Elwood, Greg Barron, Stan Harmon, tons of great podcasts. 20 different podcasts. Ooh, so go to good. LAPodFest.com and uh Hey, are we, we in this that. thing? You know, it's funny you should mention that because we actually might be. So if you want to okay. see us also. I'm not sure. If we are, we might be in one of the smaller rooms, but that's... Uh, yeah, we're yeah. not a big podcast. That makes the most sense. But um, yeah, LAPodFest.com has the full lineup. It's it's going to be an incredible thing. It's the first of its kind. And uh, sounds if you guys great. want a fun weekend at the beach... And listen to your favorite podcast live and see them. I guess also come out to that. That's a go. cool idea. Yeah, it was Graham it's Elwood's good, idea. He did. He he's done a, a bunch of shows with, with uh, Three Eleven. He's done shows with Doug Benson opening for Three Eleven on these cruises they have, and it's just this all inclusive thing yeah. for
2: fans of Three Eleven. Kid, Kid Rock has a Kid Rock cruise. Yeah, that I really. And he was go like, on. we could
0: just do this at, for podcast fans. It's called,
2: it's fans. called uh, Kid Rock's Chilling the Most Cruise. Chilling the most. I want to go so bad. <laughs> goes out of It goes out of Miami to the Virgin Islands.
1: I feel like every time when I've just forgotten about Kid Rock, like that's ex- <laughs> exactly when his name.
2: I yeah. love Kid Rock. He's
1: awesome. so cool. All
2: right, that'll be it for us. uh where if you email us. Oh, oh my friend Southream sent in a good uh, story. We'll get to it next week. Oh, actually, uh, I got some
0: listener stuff too. We'll, do, we we'll to get, to, get it. to it next week. But go ahead and email us, and then we'll read your story on the air. Okay. Email us at prob- probablyscience at gmail dot com. Twitter right. at probablyscience. Uh, that's it you got us it. Facebook, Facebook Facebook. Shit. Boom. the most important thing hit us up on uh, get us a review on iTunes we would love it in fact the first person after this goes up to put a new review uh, on iTunes I'll send them a Bridgetown Comedy Festival t-shirt oh. I only have ladies left so hopefully you are a lady or no one but um, write us a review and then um, sounds good look yeah. at that but make sure you have some way of knowing who you are. So like, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know you wrote the review and them. We'll, yeah. We'll take care of you. That's um, an awesome
1: way to pick up chicks with a Bridgetown Comedy Festival shirt. If, if, if have girls have what it you're was. just like, out in a bar and then you go, hey, you like this shirt? <laughs> it's for you. I
0: got it oh, I thought me. you meant wear a ladies' t-shirt. No, you no. no, no like <laughs> you just you have ladies' garments bar. in your car. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch uh, of ladies' uh, stuff uh, out in my car yeah. if you want to come out. And I just thought I was going to put on <laughs> a baby doll tee with my midriff showing and just walk into
1: no, we had we had different ideas okay. about what was going him. to happen. All, all right, sure.
2: all Shane, right. thanks for coming and doing this. Thank you so Thank much. You.